Women have been a part of carrying the gospel where it's not for generations. And part of the legacy they've left can be found in the courage their stories inspire in an entirely new generation of women who would go. But that legacy can only be realized if their stories are told. Welcome to the Velvet Ashes Legacy Podcast. everyone. Welcome to the Velvet Ashes Legacy Podcast. I'm Denise Beck, the Executive Director here at Velvet Ashes. And I'm Sarah Hilkman, the Program Director. And we can't wait to share these stories with you. So you might be wondering who we are and what in the world is Velvet Ashes? Well, that's a great question. We are a group of women who are or have served cross-culturally. We know what it's like to long for community and not be able to easily find it with others who get this very unique life that we live. So Velvet Ashes was born to connect like-minded women with each other, to share the experiences with others who get this unique life we get to live in all corners of the world. But the important question is, why Velvet Ashes? What does that name mean? Okay, yeah, it sounds interesting, doesn't it? So the Velvet Ash tree is a unique tree that is known for its ability to thrive in the most extreme of environments. So think like desert, crazy um, environments like that. And the velvet ash tree, like the velvet ash tree, we want to thrive in unlikely places and to be part of women thriving wherever they are. So everything that we do in the velvet ashes community is to give courage to women serving in those places. If your curiosity has peaked a little bit, you might want to find out more and you can do that at velvetashes.com or by following us on social media. Yeah. So Sarah, you've served cross-culturally. I have served cross-culturally, but when did you first hear about Velvet Ashes? Yes. So I was about six months into life in Southeast Asia, in Cambodia, when I heard about this blog that was starting just for women who were serving cross-culturally. I was on the field with another single teammate and I had other team in the city that I was in, but I still was feeling homesick and lonely. The honeymoon period, as they call it, um, when you first get overseas had started to wear off and I wasn't sure how to tell the stories to my family back home of going to the market and having to try and figure out different vegetables and getting excited when I found something familiar. Um, And so I was just so excited to hear about this blog that was starting and it seemed too good to be true, honestly. Well, I think that would be a good way to describe how I felt is it seemed too good to be true. I first heard about Velvet Ashes when I was home on what I thought was a furlough, but what ended up being our transition off of the field, um, we had just come through some really hard stuff. And in the midst of the hard stuff, we had tried to plan a team retreat, like for the women by ourselves when we were honestly so burned out that we didn't have anything to put into it. And so when I found myself in my passport country, I kept hearing about velvet ashes and people were like, no, they're really known for these retreats that you can do personally by yourself or with a group, no matter where you are in the world, you really should take some time to do it. And, and I'm fresh off of this experience of a failed personal retreat 
scenario. And I'm like, super skeptical, super didn't really want to do it, but I thought I'd give it a try. And I was so blessed and I, I, it resonated with me. It wrapped scripture in a lens that my cross-cultural brain felt seen and heard. And, and one of my favorite parts of the whole retreat experience is now one of my favorite parts of Velvet Ashes in general. And that are, those are the retreat testimonies. And that's where we sit across from a woman telling her story about those things aren't newsletter worthy, those things that are just hard that not everybody has the filter to understand. And it's wrapped in a beautiful video that is edited and inserted with their pictures. And, and you come away feeling like I heard part of my story in her story. And if I can see the end of her story that God was there, then I have to believe that he's probably here in my story and, and it, it became a gift to me, but now sitting on this side of Velvet Ashes as the executive director, I know it's also a gift to the women and to their families as they have this beautiful curated story of a time that was really challenging when the Lord met them in extreme ways. And it's a gift for them, a keepsake for their families. And so the story has just been so powerful for me um, in this whole Velvet Ashes community in general. Right. Well, and story is woven into the tapestry of Velvet Ashes, really from the beginning, you know, starting with the story is told on the blog through blog posts and in these testimonies, like you were saying in connection groups, the online small groups that we have twice a year where women get to share with just a smaller group of women and talk about where they did laundry that day or, uh, making a visa run, you know, asking for advice for different things, um, all the way to the big things of calling and struggles and joys. And so it's the gift that this community really can give to one another, um, is to feel seen and understood. Yeah. And you know, that story for us while we serve is one aspect of story, but for many of us, it was a story of, of, a worker that went and served and, and lived their life sacrificially for the gospel 50, 100 years ago that actually motivated us to think of our lives in that way, to think and ask the question, could I do this? And I know for me, that was the result of a story. I was sitting in VBS vacation Bible school with my small, small kids and Ron Morse, who was, um, a global worker that was associated with our Simeon church for a long time was telling story after story every day as we met back there. And, and I felt like the Lord was doing something in my heart and asking, would you want a story like this? And mm. to fast forward to, we decided, yeah, we did. And George Mueller and, and his story of utter dependence on provision from the Lord, from you know, the, the milk truck that wrecked to provide the food to these orphans who are sitting there with nothing in front of them, waiting expectantly for how the Lord would provide, you know, how can you not listen? How can you listen to that story and not be affected and changed and motivated and inspired? It's those stories. But, you know, for me, those are two stories of men that motivated me. And I know that right, wrong, or indifferent, history was written by men. And so, so many of those stories are more easily told, but there are women whose stories are impactful and who motivate us. And these famous men that have served had women 
by their side who have amazing ministries in themselves. And, and can we hear those stories and what power and impact and courage could they give? What about, what about you, Sarah? Did you have stories that inspired you? Yeah. So I grew up really hearing the stories of cross-cultural workers, reading them in school and talking about them at my church. And I loved them so much. I think the first story that I heard of a female worker was uh, Gladys Aylward, who worked in China in the 1930s and 40s. Now, I was not necessarily big on adventure as a kid by any means, but I was so intrigued by her courage and her tenacity and her perseverance in the work that she was doing. And there were other stories along the way that really impacted my own calling and going overseas. But I think Gladys has a special place in my heart since I knew her story first. And I hope that those words describe me. And as I think about that, you know, I think that these stories of women from the past remind us that we are not alone, right? Mm -hmm. We can celebrate the unique differences in the different parts of the world. We're going to hear stories and talk about stories that have different joys and challenges, but I think that that can bring us hope in our stories and our lives. Um, you know, many of these people, you know, whether it's men or women, didn't get to see the results of their work or really know fully the impact of even the little daily things that they experienced. And we have that gift, you know, to look back and know and be able to talk about the big picture. But I think that that can really point us back to God and how he weaves the details together and even can take something really hard or really terrible, you know, and bring beauty from the ashes of that story. You know, I think about when I was serving in South Sudan and those really, really hard days, the first place I went and scooped courage from were the stories that I had easily accessible. And they were, they were for those hard days to realize, you know what, I am not the only person who has gone through hard things. And and I got to see the end of that story, just like you were talking about the vantage point to know he's there with them and he's there with me. And, and yet it was also on those really good days, you know, like when I am on the back of the motorcycle, riding through the bush of Africa to meet the math plane that's dropping off the medicine that we really, really needed. And I'm just thinking, I love this. Is this what they felt like? Those, those women that I had put up on that pedestal whose stories had inspired me, did they feel like this in those moments that I read about today? You know, and, and that's those stories helped me to think about the story God is writing in my life. And, right. and so one of the things that we found was maybe lacking was a place where these stories are told, an avenue, a platform, a place for people to easily access these stories to gain that courage, that momentum, that perspective. And so we thought we could do that. So what can you expect here? It's that. It's the stories of women who are serving, who have served, because we think we could all use a little bit of courage. And, and we want you, as you press play throughout your day, to just be infused with those stories. And, and maybe you don't pull something out of it then, but in that moment that becomes really hard or really great, it comes back to your mind and you have the courage that you are hoping for because you have heard these stories. We, we know that the things that these women of the past wrestled with 
are not unique and aren't contained in the past. The things that we wrestle with today, some of them were wrestling with them. How do I lead as a woman? How do I find my place on this team? Team is hard. What if I don't agree with some things that are being done here or back in my passport culture with my sending agency or, you know, they wrestled through these things. And so by talking about these stories, we open up the door to talk about things that are relevant to us and to use the lens and the filter of how it was handled then to discuss it as well. What, Sarah, do you hope to bring to this community as we do these stories? Yeah, so we really hope that um, you will be encouraged for your own story. So hearing the stories of these women, whether from the past or more current, um, we hope that you will see the stories um, of these women taking it just one day at a time, right? Just doing mm -hmm. the thing that was in front of them. And maybe as you hear that, as you look at your own life, um, that maybe one day the stories that are told will be your story. And mm -hmm. that will inspire a whole new generation of women, of people going and people who love Jesus, um, who are just living for him one day at a time. Okay, so Sarah and I are going to do our work. We are going to do the research. We are going to find the stories. We are going to bring them to you every month. But what is your job? If you would like to become a bigger part of this Velvet Ashes community, if maybe this was the first time you even heard about us, you can follow us on social media. You can get connected with us at velvetashes.com. You can read the blogs. You can begin to find your people, the people that get this life that you're living with us. And we just encourage you to do that. You could sign up for our monthly newsletter where we bring you great blogs and resources and playlists, upcoming events just for you, the woman who's living this cross-cultural life. And if you want to take a deep dive with us, we invite you to go all in with us at the Velvet Ashes membership community, where we curate monthly resources for you every month. We have book clubs where we can read together and provide that structure for you. And sometimes even those author interviews we provide spiritual formation content to fill you up every month as you are pouring out. And all of this happens on a private social media platform where you can feel free to share safely. You don't have to worry about that unfiltered moment when you just needed to share with women who understood and somebody else coming by who doesn't quite understand getting a hold of that. Everyone who hears, communicates, and corresponds with you, with you is a part of this cross-cultural life. We invite you into that if that feels like something you'd want to do. But after each episode, if you're just joining us here for the Velvet Ashes Legacy Podcast every month, we encourage you to check our show notes for each episode. Any resources we've mentioned, we're going to put there. And as you enjoy each episode, we know you're going to enjoy our theme song. And so we want to give a thank you to Ina Bluma, who are special friends of Velvet Ashes, for the use of their song, Sons and Daughters in our podcast and if you'd like to check them out because they're amazing you can do that on itunes or wherever you get your music all right how about this we'll join you back here each month for more courage for your story with the velvet ashes legacy podcast Whoa.